Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for giving us this day and our daily bread and for forgiving us as we forgive each other. Thank you for leading us not into temptation, but delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let all the world in every corner sing. Let all the world in every corner sing. My God and King. Today is the third day after the anniversary of Father's passing into that realm more closely with God. And for me, the closest person uh, to God to really give me that experience, aside from God, in God's very being, of course, was my earthly father. So I give thanks today, three days on, which is um, today um, the actual feast day of the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. And so what a wonderful way to actually really celebrate this and bring all the pieces together. And three days on, just think of that on the year 2020. I never put earthly dates first and forefront. I always put God first and then follow on. But it's amazing how God orchestrates everything brings everything together, makes everything very obvious and clear. With that being said, and so we look to um, my father now and our father in heaven. And father's name is James. When we think of this name, it is so interesting And you have to look at the parts within it to really understand it. Many people will try and say different things according to their sense of maybe either having God in their lives in a central way or not having God in their lives as centrally focused. And this is exactly what we come to within the name of James It's essential focus. The word James in it has two particular words and the first is very important. J-A means Yah and that means Yahweh. It's the Hebrew for God. It is because God's name is so hallowed. But we, thanks be to Jesus Christ, the King of the universe, have the righteousness and the confidence and the command to speak as we are called. And so I can say, God, thank goodness. But this hallowed understanding, which goes really um, into depth, maybe in a, in a very reverent way, but we can bring that together with the love of God that we know and that um, compassion and understanding and the, the ways in which we can help other people come into greater understanding by using these words and helping them to ascend is very important. And we're going to talk about ascension in a minute or two in more focus, but we're going to look back to um, the name James. So Yah being the first part of Father's name means Yahweh, which means God. Mez means in the middle. M-E-S. So J-A, Yah, Yahweh. And then M-E-S sounds like me, sorry, me, S. Okay, but Mez means in the middle. God is at the core God is the central focus. God in the middle. God is in the middle of me. It's ultimately 
glory to God, what James means. And that is the reality that I have to um, to look to and to um, walk forward with. And so, of course, as an earthly father, my father, James, was very, very... Um, that strong sort of anchor, if you like. But because of his way that he led and that kind of and way of always like looking to further and looking further, which we'll go into with regards to his family um, name, which he has, and that kind of way of looking further, but still being very humble, being around all of his people. He was very popular, very well known, very well liked and loved by his community and such a huge community figure that even although I have this picture of him in the background with everybody. He's still at the centre, but he's at the background and he isn't standing with, you know, his shoulders out and his back out and all this kind of thing. He's very, very humble, but he is very much at the centre. It's almost like I'm at centre, but don't put all the focus on me, but I'm happy. I'm happy to be here at the centre with everybody. And that is a beautiful um photo that I cherish and um, it's a, a lovely memory um, of my dad even though I wasn't even born at the time the photo was taken it's, it is still a memory for people so it's beautiful but we look at that James is yeah at the core and so God being at the core is central for kingship and we look to Jesus um, today on the solemnity of Jesus Christ that God really had to be at the core and God was always calling Jesus on to the next mission and how to go about things. Um, I can say that with all the, the view of actually um, this furtherance in God many years later in my own father's life, that he was always a very strong leader when he went into things. Everything was very easeful, strong and confident yet humble, if that makes sense. Um, just such an important figurehead. So we look to this importance of putting God centrally in our lives as Jesus Christ did as I know that my um, my father exuded that. He didn't have to talk about it. There was never any kind of like, you know, it was very hallowed. So there wasn't any need to, um, you know, make these huge kind of like announcements or huge prayers um, as people do or, or big ways of doing things. It just was. And that's the way that our lives need to be more and more. It just is. It just is. And we just know that. And they say that obviously when, you know, there'll come a point where you don't teach about these different things so much and I'm not doing that I'm very much honoring and facilitating ascension but I'm not um teaching in a way so it's facilitation that's what I look at it as um but when you stop teaching that is because you have God and those around you have God or you trust that they will so there comes a point and I would say, obviously, Father is far more uh, extended in that that region that he never did. By It was more by example and the way that he simply was, and that is a great leader. So, and I look towards um, him having that just natural central focus and how he was such a great leader. His family that he was born into is a simple family. And very interestingly, um, the simple family, and it's James Black Easdale Semple. So the simple family um, that he was born into actually have this crest, as you know, with the white stag. And the white stag represents that um, as it has a crown, that sovereign spiritual energy so the godly spiritual energy coming through in our lives 
allows for a certain type of behavior and it's one where you are guided internally and what is being spoken forth or what is known from within is a sovereign ability as a result. And there are many ways and different interpretations, but there are the three horns. And so we do think very much of the Trinity. There is one that's set apart while the others are out there together. And there's a red and white wall. So we look um, to the colours here of the victory of Christ and the blood of Christ, as well as that of the purity and the clarity. And so this purity and clarity in the blood of Christ is this um, ascension, this hunt, this drive, this inner ability and the spiritual wisdom um, that is sought after. She hear about the seeking, the hunting is the seeking and um, seek and you shall find. And so um, many years ago, um, kings thought that, you know, if they could find this white stag that they heard about, it's so famous, that they would have all the wisdom that they could possibly have. They would have the wisdom of God because this white stag symbolised the wisdom of God. But the thing is, it's not about gaining it from something that is outside of oneself. It's about the stag really is this type of animal that is navigational within and um, although the wisdom also goes on the outside in terms of the horns and the navigation there, there is an inner drive that's always there and that's what we need to focus on. And so we look um, at this particular um, area of Matthew and it says, Matthew 7 and it's 7 and the Lord drew me to this today. So it's very poignant here when we look at the horns and the hunting horns. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. So we're going to look at the ascension process. And when we think about stags, sometimes people think about... Um, they get the, some people get confused with the different types of animals, but ultimately, um, you hear of these animals being able to climb really high, being able to be navigational, um, know where to go, and they just ascend in that way, and so they are natural leaders, and this is why it's so symbolic of that godly wisdom, having that from within and at the core is the crown is round the neck. It does highlight that of um, the voice of the sovereign, being able to speak that. And um, also a kind of um, the wisdom, the intellect that, you know, while <clears throat> the stag is very clever, very full of wisdom, the stag is a type of animal. So <clears throat> it will be led silently, although it has the, the power and the ability to speak, to um, be guided from the throat as well, and to guide from the throat. Um, much of the way is very silent. And I would say that although this is a family that my dad was born into, that was very much what he was like, and I should say father. So father was born into this um, family, which was very much um, his position and was quite different from the rest in that although he could, yeah, he could be very um, much uh, sociable, quite often what I recognised from him was that quiet confidence and the ability to to lead. And no matter what position, it was just something that wasn't, um, you know, you didn't need to look outside for it. It was just very much bound and within him and who he was that, um, there was just that inner calling and inner core of knowingness of wisdom that didn't have to be overcomplicated or, you know, um, overly discussed or talked about, it just was, and that was it. So that's a very powerful um, uh, leadership that I have as well, though here I am talking about things in this way and, you know, the wisdom will be expressed, it goes far beyond just the words Um discussed um but certainly uh, slightly 
different <laughs> approach. I have my mum's side as well, and which is the Caldwell side, McRoberts side too. And um, yes, the merging of those, again, very similar in terms of like the motto, um, you know, father's family motto um, is keep trice. So, and also mother's side is Caldwell, which is do in hope. And it's the same kind of thing although I would say obviously when you're keeping Christ and um, that is like keeping that hope keeping that faith but that has to come from love it has to come from a deep sense of confidence it has to come from having Yahweh at the core um so even when you're born into a particular earthly family it, it really has to have the the really important core of God no matter who we are we have to have that important core of God or nothing else matters like you're you're triced if you are going along with something that's worldly in terms of a triced how can you ever possibly be in the will of God unless you're mindfully there in wisdom and clarity keeping first triced with God and that's the central point here as well is keeping that first triced with God so the meeting place the communion the Christ, that Christ communion is with God first. So in this first Christ with God, that is, that is really in that way of having Christ, the King, centrally in our lives. And today being that feast of Christ, the King, we can see on one of the the actual pictures here and the illustration, there is Jesus Christ and there are these angels placing the crown on his head. But the crown is already there, but it's it's sitting even above his head at the moment whilst it's been brought down to him by the angels. And there is this indication to the heart, the sacred heart of Jesus as well. So the heart being very important, in other words, love, that is what God is, that is who God is, that is who Christ is, and everything that Christ did for us. Not just looking to the mission and the crucifixion, as so many people put emphasis on, but going beyond that, Christ the King is about Christ in ascendancy. Okay, so with that being said, with Jesus Christ in ascendancy at the core, we really look to more of a Pentecostal understanding in terms of, well, the Holy Spirit is agreed upon. There's that acceptance there. So we walk past all of the mission, all of the um, uh, surroundings of the crucifixion, the resurrection, and we look past the ascension onto the actual uh, ascendancy and ascended position of Jesus Christ at the right hand of God, the Father in heaven. And with that being said, we look to Matthew 7 in a fuller sense now. Um, again, this will probably go past a lot of tradition because we're looking and being driven and ascending in a higher position beyond that to a level of knowledge and wisdom with Yahweh at the core. Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged, and with what measure ye met, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say, to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again and rend you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom 
If his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns, or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will linking him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord Christ. This is a wonderful one. God, we pray. Thank you for this clarity and wisdom. We know um, we must be careful in our judgments and yet it is a human natural thing to do. We know that it is also easy to say, Lord, Lord, and there are so many in the traditional way of doing what is said in the book, in the scriptures going by the scripture, going by the tradition alone, even likening themselves to sheep, but really being wolves underneath. And today, as many talk about the difference between the sheep and the goats, God, we pray with the unity of Christ, therefore, in greater ascendancy and wisdom and clarity, we ask and we pray for that, just that, that greater wisdom and clarity and the help of not just those that are actually, you know, um, sheep, but to understand greater than this, that some are actually wolves. But we pray for all sheep and goat alike, that you who you select beyond just what the scripture says, just beyond Lord, Lord, and this is what you should do, and this is what the scripture says, but beyond that, with that wisdom and clarity of the Holy Spirit, we pray that you will choose from these, from all, and not just the humans, but to save even the least of them. And we don't see them as the least of them, but sometimes, often, most, even the most important, those that do not have a voice for themselves, those that cannot speak, the animals of the world. We pray for them today too. We pray for the world. We pray for humanity also, obviously, clearly that might see themselves in these different groups um, that you talked about in terms of the groups 
of the sheep and or the so-called sheep sometimes and the goats and we pray that all are held in your hand you said that you would not lose one and it came to me before I read it in the bible it was there with me in my spirit with Yahweh with you Lord at the core and that's who you're here for today you're here to bring something deeper than just Lord Lord just what's in the scripture just what's in tradition you have more for us and that takes being genuine being authentic more than Lord Lord more than the tradition more than the scripture and that's what I bring here today Thank you, God, for this wisdom. Thank you for my father that you sent me, my earthly and my heavenly father, James Black Easdale Semple, and my mother as well, Margaret Semple. Thank you so much for my earthly parents. And now, of course, in alignment and unity with you, my heavenly father, thank you for all that you bless me with in wisdom and clarity to be able to do this and to pray for all, to go that step further than what there is just by tradition and to be authentic in this for the benefit of all. And this, therefore, is when the house, of course, the house of God is victorious because it is built upon the rock with Thanks to you, the wisdom of someone who kept you at their core. Our first trust is with you in communion. And so as you say, you said, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. So we pray for all of those within those two arenas and all arenas not just the sheep and the goats um uh, but all beings all humans and all animals as we say those that cannot speak for themselves those that really need us to uh, to care for them and also beyond that even that which does not speak at all in any kind of way apart from the way that it is being and today as i look out it is sunny and there are blue skies <laughs> So that's, that is a very much a Christ-focused sign. And it has shown and reflected exactly that of um, Yahweh's peace as well within me. Three days before on the anniversary of um, Father's passing in that way, it was raining. There was elements of blue skies, but it was raining. And it was raining yesterday. And now in this three days after this rising up, we really look to this blue sky today and thanks be to God. Thank you, God, for that. Definitely reflecting this. So we ask as well for the environment uh, that it will be blessed. That all those, all of those animals and people and the environment under your care that are drawn to you are blessed as you see fit. In the name of Christ, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the name of Christ, the Mother, the Daughter, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now we look to Matthew 8. When he was come down from the mountain... Great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus saith unto him, See thou, tell no man, but go thy way. Show thyself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, 
I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into utter, outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. And when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Now when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus saith unto him, The foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me. And let the dead bury their dead. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marvelled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils, coming out of the tombs exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them, a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou can't cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine, and behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea, and perished in the waters. And they that kept them fled, and went their ways into the city, and told everything, and what was befallen to the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coasts. As we consider the way that uh, Jesus spoke um, pre-ascension, he gave a lot of uh, parables and some answers that only certain could understand. There are some times where he would just be quite specific and just get straight to the point because he had to heal a lot of people. Um, this really kind of like makes me think of earlier on today. I am recording part of this later on after some uh, time outside and um, actually with people coming towards me and speaking to me and... Um, and just listening and hearing what they had to say. Today at the Cenotaph, it was a day to raise up. It was a day to come into greater understanding and to remember that in the Ascension, not everybody is at the same level. And this is what Different Sides is about. This is what the Armistice is about. Please listen to 
the broadcast on who placed that robe on you. Um, it's over two parts and um, we've got another two parts next week, God Still Willing. One will be on Monday and the other will be on Wednesday as according to the will of God. Now, you know, I listened as I heard people placing robes. I listened as I heard other people placing robes today. And I also actually had to give a quick command, <laughs> in fact. Um, and it was, you know, there was a, a spirit within um, folk walking past and rather than overly judge, rather than, you know, um, do this or do that. Um, it was just a quick command. And it was... Uh, you know, people who were shouting over one person shouted over, and um, and I knew just then that there needed to be a command towards uh, that group of people, and um, that is just you know God at the core, <laughs> just really kind of like making a quick judgment but it's not to judge overly judge judging is something that we do and we talked about that already that was part of Matthew 7 earlier on it's part of human nature to do that and um, because we are in that way where we have come into to life in this state and stage and so it's best to make quick commands and in that way, it allows for the healing to happen quickly. Um, it doesn't overly judge or overly uh, extend any extra information or complications. And that's what's interesting because surrounding that though, there were many people coming with many complications, many different in-depth stories and in-depth ways of thinking coming towards the cenotaph today. We had um, a meeting where there be there was actually two people speaking to me about experiences um, in the forces and actually someone as well walking by just making comment with regards to all the lives lost and then saying about, you know, um, for the royal family, but none of the royal family got shot, did they? Because they didn't do anything, that kind of thing. And so there were two lots of different people coming to me at that cenotaph. And then, of course, a third um, group of people shouting what they were shouting and then you know them being rebuked so again very important to think of the commands when we're you know helping people to ascend and sometimes it is just a listening that we need to do sometimes it's just a listening and uh, it was very interesting today because obviously I'm coming there when I talk about the sovereign People might not understand that. They look too much further outwards. They don't comprehend it um, as well as if they were if they were higher ascended and they understood that this is God and that's the sovereign. So when we do things in service to the sovereign, it's talking about Christ, God, right? And so clearly the person that had made a remark about that, um, they kind of maybe didn't quite get that or weren't at that level. Um, so that's really important to just listen, to gauge that, but not to overly judge because, again, that's one point of view. The other point of view could be, well, it's maybe not, maybe not that. Maybe there was, maybe there was another reason for them saying that. Who knows? But at the end of the day, what I did was I kept it simple and I listened more. I did really information to a certain extent, but I listened more. <clears throat> and this 
is the point of um, Matthew 8. Earlier on today, I felt drawn to to read over chapter 7 and chapter 8. And here you hear this, and sometimes, you know, it's it's a fact that people are going around and there's this, you know, weeping and gnashing of teeth. They don't quite get it, but it's about asking. It's simply about asking. You know, in James, it actually says, you know, if you ask, God will give you further wisdom. So just ask God for more wisdom ask and it will be given unto you you know we think about this leper here who just simply asked God and said you know when Jesus had come down from the multitudes the leper worshipped him saying Lord if thou wilt thou canst make me clean and Jesus put forth his hand and it was as simple as that that as soon as the leper asked Jesus said, I will be thou clean. And it was as immediate as that. And sometimes people are coming and they are expressing. They don't really know what it is that they want, but they're expressing. And that is okay too, because that is part of getting there. Sometimes that complication is part of getting there, getting to the crux of what it is that they actually really desire, what it is that they really needs sometimes it is just peace sometimes it is just more peace and you know it's funny as i as i said i will be thou clean i can hear a hoover at this time <laughs> someone's hoovering and it's you know it's not that complicated it is far more simple and yet of course everyday cleaning in other ways is very important too especially in this time of the pandemic but there's a more important root to that cleanliness of heart and soul that is really, really very, very important, far more important than any of this. And so I'm not going to read any more of Matthew 8. And we will leave that one there. The definitions of insanity and the definitions of sanity. It's all about, you know, basically having that central focus of God. When you have that God, Yahweh, as we talked about right at the beginning, as a centre, that is sanity. It's having a sound mind that is stayed on God. Even when there has to be a quip or a quick command or something like that, the overall focus is stable, steady secure and confident that is the definition of sane and being sane and knowing how to go about things now there is a definition of insanity and that is some people say you know it's like when you try the same thing over and over again but you expect a new result I just keep doing that and you keep doing that and you keep doing that and this is one thing that we have to think about today when we think about God and we think about Christ to the king in a position of ascendancy we have to look to the fact that there are people that will continuously stay on a broken record of the same thing over and over again or they will say and do the same thing over and over again even when not just the holy spirit that sane mind that stayed on God that same presence of the Holy Spirit which is also actually very much um, abundantly present in the scripture those same commands they're in scripture that tell us that we need to move forward that it is the will of God that we move forward in the new covenant and there is less of a a look into the old covenant it doesn't mean say it doesn't exist altogether we can't look at it but it's 
coming out of um, not just, you know, scripture on its own, not just tradition on its own, but going over and above all that and putting the presence of God as the most central and important part of our lives. That should be something that we unfold in on a daily basis, more and more and more. And that will present that newness, that sense of the new creation, that sense of therefore peace, even in a changing world, even in a world where there is ascension, that mind that stayed on God, that same mind that is doing something new and getting new and improved results as well at the same time. A very important one, it's amazing how that just kind of came out of the blue there and I um, I did not think of this or overly think of this as a human, it just came straight to me and I'm so thankful for that. So glory, all glory to God and all thanks to God and praise to God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we come to this end of this particular broadcast again, I just want to um, say thank you so much to God for my Heavenly Father, for my earth and, and Heavenly Father now, James Black Easdale Semple. Thank you so much for an amazing Father. And I pray thank you for this um wonderful day as well to celebrate this three days on after the anniversary of his passing again this amazing uh, occurrence ev drawing everything together where we have the feast of Jesus Christ to talk about arising in Christ anointing and everything that that means in terms of ascendancy is just wonderful to bear witness to and wonderful to enjoy and um, although at times it's been really quite down to earth as well as, you know, lots of times um, in prayer and very much with God through Christ. There has been that time for me today that it's been really quite humble down to earth and actually kind of like seeing things in action as well and giving you a little bit of extra information on that too later on there, which is really wonderful. Um, great to have these experiences as interesting as they are and um, now just coming to a close as you say thinking about going forward from here and these two amazing broadcasts that are still to come up next week um, God willing as I said that are going to be based upon who placed that robe on you there is a book that comes along with this and you can get it on Amazon I will um, leave you a link on the broadcast to follow up. I'm not going to leave a link on this one today, um, but you can go ahead and you can look back on the other broadcasts that are linked to this and you will find um, a website address for the book there and things. You can go and listen to one and two. They are amazing and they will really help you. Um, and then listen to parts three and four next week. Join me then, as I say, God willing, for those two um, coming up on both Monday and Wednesday. Right, okay, so that being said, I will um, give thanks once again in prayers for people that they understand the importance of um, Jesus Christ and the Christ anointing. That means there are going to be um, times where we listen sometimes um, where there's a quick judgment through God, but it's not overly complicated. It's kept very simplistic. That is the height of wisdom. Um, when there are terms of uh, commands for a particular instance of healing um, and nurturing, uh, you know, when there's that human interaction, there are different ways of doing that. Sometimes listening, sometimes quietly, sometimes interacting to a certain extent, sometimes very quick um, commands there to help in the ascension process for the facilitation of all people. And I am going to finish off their day in thanks once again in this um, Christ the King. And let's look at the queenship of Christ the anointing here. I am a female, so this Christ anointing through me comes to me in a, a female way. Yes, it's very strong, um, but this is really important to talk about more so. And, um, you know, they're just 
in the years gone by, there's just been far too much of a weighing on the masculine side. And there's been a lot of problems with that in many of the years gone by. And it's so important to understand that God, the energy of God and the um, the gender of God, although we have genders, I am female and you listening to this might be a male, you might be a female coming to this as well. Okay, um, but God, um, beyond all of our earthly experience, is that energy which is both masculine and feminine. As we express in particular ways in this world, it is really important that as we look to the new creation, the new covenant, the new, that the traditions are important, but it's so essential to really get into the new way so that people can be healed properly, so that Christ's anointing can really um, be made full use of to really help the entirety. This is the, 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 the you know, the, say ever finishing because it's, you know, into eternity, but this is the the part where we, we look more to um, that which hasn't really been unfolded, hasn't really been uncovered as much, hasn't really been looked into as much depth, hasn't really been a major focus. The missing piece to the puzzle that everyone is looking for is in the new creation. And that is also looking towards the feminine aspect of God, that female aspect coming through, the queenship coming through is so essential. So let's think about the Christ anointing in queenship and moving forward so that we can really help to heal the entirety more specifically in ways where it just hasn't been done before. Praise Christ. Praise God. Thanks be to God. And I'll speak to you really soon.